0: We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for february 27 2023 i'm going to be um today and from now moving forward just rolling right into the the studies um my usual format but i'm not going to be doing the uh, warfare prayers what i'm going to be doing is posting and rotating the warfare prayers like i always do and that will be in the header like it always is of any individual pdf there's three different ones that we rotate. I just feel like that I'm I'm taking on so many hats, um, Watchmen and all of the um, health and um, you know end time Bible current event questions that I get the supplement orders, uh, all just the everyday, uh, you know, just all that the the things that go with everyday living in life in general, um, I feel like taking on the role also of a intercessory prayer leader regarding these warfare prayers that I'm doing is just, I'm stepping out of my lane and, and I need to um, stay in my lane and my lane is primarily Watchmen and these other things that, that I'm doing. Um, so the prayers will be there and I I will continue to pray them on my own and and I would encourage you to do those as well. However you feel led, but, um, I'm going to just start rolling right into the studies now and, uh, going from there. So the first report is, uh, proving to Joe Rogan, Jesus is the son of God. So this is kind of interesting here. Um, let's listen to this.
1: Joe Rogan recently asked a new Christian this question about Jesus you, but it, you could never it, prove you could prove mm-hmm. that people believed it
2: Yeah, but I mean, how could you prove correct. that
1: someone was actually the son of God Whoa. In which his response was he has faith, which is a good answer, but I believe there's proof that Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus Christ, who is the most documented person of antiquity, fulfilled over 300 prophecies that have been carbon dated to have been written hundreds of years before he came to earth. He would be born in Bethlehem. His ministry was in Galilee. He would be rejected by Jews and Gentiles. Now he's showing
0: all the Bible verses where it's saying this happened. I mean, it's it's over 300. I have a document um, that I'll talk about after this little clip's over.
1: I was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, died the death of crucifixion, and he would rise again three days later. Some of these prophecies, like his ministry would mainly be in Galilee, are written 600 years before he even came to earth in the book of Isaiah. The proven prophecies of the life of Jesus Christ that he fulfilled over 300, written hundreds of years before he even came to earth, proves his divinity and that he's the son of God. Joe Rogan recently asked a new
0: Okay so those are those are these little YouTube shorts. So uh they're they're very very short. The evidence regarding Jesus Christ is that he is a historical fact is so overwhelming. so for anybody with eyes to see, ears to hear and hearts to receive, it's just so irrefutable. And I've got a um, and I, I've covered this before in different studies probably if you key in jesus christ the law of probability um actually if you key that in online there's there's a youtube series that goes into this jesus christ yeah it's still up to the law of probability well it's actually called non non non-biblical evidence as proof for jesus christ meaning these are these are people that were secular these were not followers because you could say oh well they were they were followers of Jesus. Of course, they're going to be biased. Of course, they're going to, you know, maybe make up stuff. Well, this is non-biblical evidence as proof for Jesus Christ. You can just key that in. Actually, what I'll do is I'll post the um, the series of these videos uh, at the start of this, uh, right after the where, where the PDF starts. It'll be it'll be Jesus Christ and the Law of Probability. Now I'm not going into that today. There's another video I'll post called Ancient Chinese Writings Prove Jesus, and then there's um, this one after only 48 different prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, even though he could have used 456 prophecies in the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled. Professor Emeritus of Science at Westmont College, Peter Stoner, um, has calculated the probability of one man fulfilling the prophecies made concerning Jesus Christ. And this is all uh, reference stuff here. Um, bear in mind, these Old Testament prophecies were written by different unrelated author, authors of the Bible hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. Twelve different classes of 600 college students worked out the estimates. The students carefully weighed all factors, discussed each prophecy at length, and examined the various circumstances which might indicate that men had conspired together to fulfill a particular prophecy. They made their estimates conservative enough so that there was finally a unanimous agreement, even the most skeptical students. Not only that, but when Professor Stoner took their estimates and made them even more conservative, He also encouraged other skeptics and scientists to make their own estimates to prove that his conclusions were more than fair. Finally, he submitted his figures for review to a committee of the American Scientific Affiliation. Upon examination, they verified that his calculations were dependable and accurate in regard to the scientific material presented. For example, concerning Micah 5.2, where it states that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, we just heard that, Stoner and his students determined that the average population of Bethlehem from the time of Micah to present, and then they divided it by the average population of the earth during the same period. They concluded that the chance of one man being born in Bethlehem, you know, at that time, was 2.8 times 10 to the 5th power. Or rounded, basically that means, a 1 in 300,000 chance of just that one prophecy. And you start stacking these prophecies up, and you can quickly see how the the odds of this all being by chance are just totally 100% impossible. Just like the odds of us being here on planet Earth was just some big, uh, you know, uh, accident that happened in the Big Bang. And, and it was all, it, we, we all came from nothing basically. And even after the Big Bang and Earth form, we somehow emerged out of the primordial slime after lightning bolt hit it or whatever and then that developed into some kind of amoeba and then amoeba turned into a fish and then that fish turned into a frog and then the frog came on shore and then you know turned into uh whatever a lizard and then you know into a monkey and then into piltdown man and into whatever neanderthal it's just total insanity to believe that that all happened by chance and this is This is just as overwhelming what we're looking at here. In the final calculation, Stoner only used 48 out of the potential 456 prophecies Jesus fulfilled from the Old Testament and arrived at an extremely conservative estimate that the probability of 48 prophecies being fulfilled in one person is 10 to the 157th power. How large of a number is 10 to the 157th power? Well, 10 to the 157th power contains 157 zeros. So like the odds of that are 1 to 157 with 157 zeros, that that all happened by chance. Let's try to illustrate this number using electrons. Electrons are basically one of the smallest particles in the universe. Okay. It's one of the things that makes up an atom. Okay. An atom's pretty small. Electrons are very small objects. They're smaller than atoms. It would take 2.5 times 10 to the 15th power of them laid side by side to make one inch. If we counted four electrons every second and counted day and night, it would take us 19 million years just to count a line of electrons one inch long. How many electrons would there be if we were dealing with 10 to the 157th power? Which is what the, the, the calculations regarding Jesus were based on. Well, imagine building a solid ball of electrons that would extend out in all directions from the earth. Six billion light years. This is a solid ball of electrons. Okay, so think of like a sun that is that is basically six billion light years Extending out in a sphere in every direction. The distance in miles of just one light year is 6.4 trillion miles. That would be a big ball. But not big enough to measure 10 to the 157th power of electrons. In order to do that, you must take that big ball of electrons reaching the length of 6 billion light years long in all directions and multiply it by 6 times 10. To the 28th power how big is that it's the length of the space required to store trillions and trillions and trillions of the same gigantic balls of these electrons in fact the space required to store all these balls combined together would just start to scratch the surface of the number of electrons we would need to accurately count to 10 to the 157th power okay i mean Assuming you have the idea of that number now in your head that we're talking about, imagine marking just one of those electrons. Okay, this is these are the this is the electrons that are ex- extending out what um, six trillion six billion light years, light years, not six billion miles, light years. Each light year is six point four trillion miles. So you've got a big ball of electrons. That is six billion light years extending out in all directions. Just think of it like a big sun. Imagine marking just one of those electrons in that huge number, stirring them up. You ever heard the expression of needle in a haystack? Well, this is like that on gonzo gorilla steroids times 10 to the 157th power, basically. Okay, so imagine marking just one of those electrons in that number, stirring them all up, and then appointing one person to travel in a rocket for as long as he wants, anywhere he wants to go, and now tell him to stop the rocket in space, take a high-powered microscope, and find that one marked electron. I mean, this is child's play, right? I mean, child's play. Who couldn't do this? It's like taking candy from a baby, right? No, it's a total impossibility, obviously. What do you think his chances of being successful would be? Well, it would be 10 To the 157th power of him ever finding that one electron. Of this spear that extends out 6 billion light years in every direction. (laughs) I mean, it's just... No, it's not happening. Remember, this number represents the chances of only 48 prophecies coming true regarding Jesus Christ. Whereas he could have used 456 prophecies. The odds on that are just so whatever, you you can't even quantify them. It's, you know, in financial terms, if there is anyone who would not invest in a financial venture, if the chance of failure were only one in 10 to the 157th power, I mean, it would be a sure 100% sure thing. This is the kind of sure investment we are offered by God for belief in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. All of this illustrates why it is absolutely impossible for anyone to have fulfilled the messianic prophecies by chance. This is the kind of evidence that proves there must be a God who supernaturally gave us this information. Let's keep in mind we've only illustrated 48 out of the 456 messianic prophecies that were fulfilled. Um, Out of over 8,000 total verses in Bible prophecy, of which thousands of verses have already been fulfilled. So this goes on and on and on, okay? I'll go ahead and post this, this little part here. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and post this part here in my in my study, just so you have it, if you wanna reference it. And remember, the first four videos are Jesus Christ, the law of probability. This is non-biblical evidence as proof for Jesus Christ. And then the, the second part is what I just covered and then the first part is Ancient Chinese Writings Prove Jesus. I, a lot of these I've already played before, but it's... I mean, this is one of those really, really faith-building type of things that, you know, you can show to unsaved loved ones. And, you know, it's pretty tough to refute this stuff. Well, it's actually totally impossible, as you can see. Okay, so I just... I posted... Actually, not even all... Or, I posted... um more content than what i just covered in the pdf for this this date of um february 27 2023 i wasn't actually going to do that but i'm like why not add this in um all the stuff you just heard me cover is now in the pdf so um hopefully that'll be a blessing to you and that's something you can man you can print that out you can request the word doc from me as well it's actually 22 pages way more than even this but um you can also Printed off the PDF uh, for this date. Now, I've been getting a ton of inquiries regarding the whole Asbury revival, and um, I when I first heard about it, I really wasn't aware of what was going on. I'm just so buried with content and just life in general, um, inquiries and things of this nature. And the overwhelming news cycle that I've kind of had to like put it on the back burner a little bit. I really wanted to let it kind of play out and develop and see what was actually uh, the, the kind of fruit that I was seeing it produce. Um, so you look at a you look at a subject like this, and um, you want to try to be objective and look at maybe if there's two sides to a matter you want to look at both sides Um, i am not saying that people are all having negative experiences there i'm not saying that at all in fact the feedback you're getting from most of the people that are going there seems to be positive um but we're in the end times we are in the times that Jesus Christ warned about be not deceived. Now, granted, I'm sure that would apply to any time that we're in, but in particularly the end times that we're in and moving into. And then if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. And the Bible is very clear that a little leaven, meaning bad doctrine, beware of the, Pharisees, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees that Jesus told his disciples, which is their doctrine. A little leaven, I meaning a little yeast, it only takes a little bit of yeast to make the whole lump of dough rise. And basically in that regard, it's, it's like, it only takes a little bit of yeast in a negative connotation to corrupt the whole lump of yeast. Now I understand if you're baking bread, that's, you know. He's using it as an example. If you're baking bread, you have to have it. Well, I guess unless it's unleavened. Um, anyway, so... That was really how I'm looking. I'm looking at that this from a standpoint of where does this end up? Not so much, okay, in the moment I had this particular experience with God and these types of things. I'm not saying God can't use things like this. I went to the Brownsville revival. I came out of the most hardcore Charismania you could imagine. The Browns revival where Rodney Howard Brown was, I think, made famous on that. He claimed he was the Holy Ghost bartender. Now, when I went, he wasn't there, thank God. I do believe that what I experienced there was a blessing from God. I believe there was many times I was in the charismatic church that I was being blessed of God. I think I was also deceived on a whole lot of levels. (laughs) And I do believe God took me out of that whole mess ultimately as one of the things i went through to actually start this ministry so i could warn others so that i so that maybe the pitfalls that happened to me wouldn't happen to you i mean i'm talking hardcore cares mania i've been there done it and then all the way to the opposite end of the spectrum of the most independent fundamental king james only non-incorporated non-501c3 um uh, baptist churches that you can imagine i mean i spoke at their conferences so i've been total ends of the spectrum catholic high school also lutheran middle school you know went to like presbyterian churches with my grandpa catholic churches with my grandma growing up um, my mom and dad were very very secular my mom was totally in a new age i've experienced a lot of stuff and I believe a lot of that is to give me a very broad based perspective on these types of things so i'm not saying god can't use something like this but what god will typically do um, with christians i mean i think there's a lot of bible for this is he is going to eventually you're going to get your eyes open now when i was in the charismatic church probably the biggest thing that got my eyes open to all the crazy stuff going on in the church that I seem to be like ignoring was when I found out about the King James Bible. I was reading every version you could NIVs and living and amplified and you know God's not the author of confusion at the end of the day. He's just not. He's not gonna have you reading you know all these different translations that may seem to well, NIV has 64,098 less words. And on its translation committee had a rabid lesbian named Virginia Mullencott. That was one of the translators. Who was like into Mother Gaia worship. Not not, not really the best, you know, endorsement there. And translated all the, the other Bible versions other than the King James. Virtually all of them were from their... They were spawned from the 1881 revised version from two uh, translators named Westcott and Hort who were occultists. They were mediums. They participated in seance, seances. They were good buddies with um, Charles Darwin. And the revised version was translated from two corrupt Catholic manuscripts, the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus. The Vaticanus was was so corrupt that even the catholics didn't even touch it and that was why it was one of the oldest preserved manuscripts probably came straight from Alexandria, egypt and there's typically nothing that good good that has ever come out of egypt if you do a biblical study on that that was why it was the oldest that was why it was most preserved something that's used a lot will get normally you won't find really old editions of that because they used them up the Sinaiticus was literally found in a trash can at the base of a really weird freaky monastery at the base of mount sinai that's why they call it the Syniticus version you should see the the pictures of that monastery skulls and like skeletons chained to the wall and you know rows and rows and rows of skull this catholic weird idolatrous veneration garbage yeah that was where it was found and they took the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus, these two occultists, and they made, they gave us the wonderful revised version, which essentially spawned virtually all the other versions that are we have today American Standard Version, NIV. I mean, you pretty much name it. Other than the King James. Totally different translation, um, lineage. Totally different. I mean, that's not debatable. So, um, that was what kind of got my eyes open when, when I when I got a hold of that concept and I started seeing that and all of a sudden, wow, now I started seeing all the stuff going on in the charismatic circles that I wasn't seeing before I got my eyes open about the King James, you know um, what is truth, the Bible says well, thy word is truth and so I was reading Bibles that were leavened and corrupted and had tons of words missing you know niv takes whole verses out and stuff you know um so just a little bit i i have a lot of history in the area of these kind of things of this type of thing like the asbury revival Um, it's got a lot of characteristics of the charismatic movement i've seen a lot of videos uh, at this point, I've been I put a, t- a lot of time into this in the last week to try to really catch myself up on what's going on there, watching videos and first hand accounts and things of this nature. So this this is from my listener um, in the Atlanta area, Eric, who's also like a street preacher down there, and. It's the Asbury Revival, Roman Catholicism, Jesus Revolution, Lonnie Frisbee, Greg Laurie, Rick Warren, and the Collegiate Day of Prayer Exposed. And um, I'm going to let him talk. I'm just going to play this whole video. And we'll go from there.
2: Hey guys, this is Eric. I just wanted to come to you with a video um, in regard to the Asbury topic. You know, I've been talking about it here and there on YouTube. And also on Facebook. And I wanted to just kind of read uh, read this out, what I put together. For some of you, it might be easier um, to have it read to you versus reading something that's long. Because a lot of people nowadays don't have the attention span or the desire mm-hmm. or the time or the energy to read something that's lengthy. That they are uh, more prone to have something read to them. So, uh, I don't want to, you know, obviously... Disrespect anybody, but uh, for those of you who do find it hard to read, I want to do you a favor and just read this for you and help spark the conversation. That's already been going on, as we see. There's a lot of opponents and a lot of pushback from people uh, who think, you know, that we're just spreading conspiracy theories and and these other things. Uh, so I want to read just uh, what I wrote. In regards to the uh, Asbury so-called revival and let me let me before I start let me just preface this by saying are there people genuinely having experiences maybe even genuinely getting saved or genuinely repenting I don't doubt that because the Lord is bigger than any of this the Lord is bigger than any plan of the enemy the Lord is bigger than any revival the Lord is bigger and just more amazing and and providential and sovereign and merciful and gracious than all. So let's get that out of the way first and foremost. However,
0: I think it's important to lay that as a foundation for what we're getting right. And this is why I said what I just said too, for the exact reason he just said that. We want to kind of get that out of the way and then look at what is actually going on there and then test the spirits and compare it with biblical church behavior of what guidelines the bible says the way that maybe you need to act in a church setting okay um this type of stuff and we're gonna it's gonna go a lot deeper than even that
2: with that being said i do believe yes this is manufactured in more ways than one And I want to just go ahead and read this, and we'll get into it. So Asbury is definitely a manufactured revival. Asbury is hosting, which is now today. I I made this post four days ago. Asbury is hosting the 200th anniversary of the Collegiate Day of Prayer. This has been promoted since at least November of 2022, but I've also seen reports of it going back to at least a year ago. February 8th is when their revival began, and they have announced mm. it will end February 22nd, which was yesterday, Wednesday, which was also Ash Wednesday. Mm. Wow. Perfect timing as the collegiate day of prayer is February 23rd. February 24th... And
0: Ash Wednesday is on their whole Catholic celebratory calendar, you know, and like Mardi Gras on there. I mean, that's as evil as you can possibly get in lent i mean all of these things i have exposed now again you could say oh that's just a coincidence i'm just saying it's just not the greatest timing if you ask me for regarding this whole thing
2: birth is greg laurie's look at that we got a typo there it says gs there i'm gonna have to fix that typo As a matter of fact i could probably fix it I can't fix it right now, but February twenty fourth is Greg Laurie's Jesus Revolution movie, and that comes out. Um, uh, see, I got a couple typos here. February twenty fourth is Greg Laurie's Jesus Revolution movie, and that comes out, uh, you know, tomorrow, which is about the Jesus People movement of the seventies. Like, you know, and the, this movement was headed by Lonnie Frisbee. Um, also, you know, Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel, Greg Laurie. He was a part of this movement as well. Um, so this movement was headed by Lonnie Frisbee, a known sodomite who died of AIDS March 12, 1993. Right. Yeah. And we'll get back to that. Yeah,
0: and I'm going to get back to that heavily as well. I mean, the Bible says in Psalm 11 verse 3 if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do well what we're trying what he's trying to establish here is there's a lot of things going on that are being cross promoted and a lot of it goes back to this Jesus movement that just so happened to appear in this Jesus Revolution movie that just happened that just came out and it seems to heavily tie into what they're doing at Asbury. Now, I'm going to get into that further, and I think he is as well.
2: That date is important. Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen, and I put Jesus in quotes because he's not really Jesus, but he plays Jesus in The Chosen, also plays Lonnie Frisbee in the Jesus Revolution movie. There has been much information coming out about sodomites running around at Asbury, sodomites in leadership roles, sodomite students, sodomites singing in their worship sessions, and more. Sodomites are protected at Asbury, Mm -hmm. at least from what some of the reports are saying. They are. There is video explaining how sodomites are not to be converted or to have the gay prayed away at Asbury as well. Mm -hmm. All true. So there's more. So again, March 12th, 1993 is when Lonnie Frisbee died. 30 years later, March 13th, Greg Locke is coming out
0: with a. Died of AIDS. I mean, this was a total gay sodomite guy that was leading a supposed, you know, Jesus movement of the Jesus hippies in that time era. You talk about something that was leavened, you talk about red flags. And then you're going to glorify that with this this Jesus Revolution movie. Uh, typical. I mean, it's typical for what you would expect to see in the days and times we're living in, though.
2: With a, With a documentary called Come Out in Jesus' Name. March 13th, 2023 is also the 10-year anniversary of Pope Francis being the Pope. Why do I bring up the Pope? Well, the Pope has been known to show his support for these ecumenical movements. Pope Francis gave an address and showed his support for the for the Together 2016 conference slash CCM con, concert that was held in Washington D.C. Uh, July six. That was July 16th, 2016. I was actually going to go that day, but me and my wife got married that day, and that was more important. So. All glory to God for that. Just a little side note. Many of the ministry partners for the Collegiate Day of Prayer are yoked up with the Pope, like Louis Giglio of Passion, Passion City Church and Passion Conferences, um, and Nick Hall of The Pulse. Did I mention... Oh, well, there's others I can mention as well, but... Did I also mention that Asbury takes the Eucharist? Now we know the Eucharist is what the Catholic Church refers to. That's how they refer to as, in regards to communion. As believers in in Jesus Christ Christians, we call it communion. But the Catholics call it the Holy Eucharist. And they take what's called transubstantiation. That's where they, they believe that they're literally churning the, the alcohol, the wine, whatever it is you may drink, the juice, that that they are literally churning it into the blood of Jesus, and they believe that they're taking the, the cracker or wafer or whatever it is they might be eating, the bread, and turning that literally into the flesh of Jesus Christ. I kid you not. So, like I said, did I mention Asbury takes the Eucharist? then I go on to say this is completely Catholic. <laughs> many charismatic word of faith and NAR ministries are yoked up with the popes and Rome, such as Billy Graham, Kenneth Copeland, Lou Engel, Todd White, Francis Chan, Rick Warren, IHOP Mike Bickle, and many more. There are now reports that Catholics are catching this fire. Now, going back up to mentioning um, about Lou Engel, for instance. Lou Engel is, he has a ministry called The Call and also Azusa Now. Lou Engel, they're one of the ministry partners for this Collegiate Day of Prayer. And not only that, um, he has given video and spoken about it in times past. Francis Chan, Rick Warren, Mike Bickle, they all are also guest speakers today for this two hundredth anniversary of the Collegiate Day of Prayer. Things to consider. There's video of Lou Engel out there kissing Catholic's feet. Um, you got Kenneth Copeland yoking up with um, with different Catholics. How what was the guy's name? He was one of the head like one of the top Catholic guys. I can't even remember the guy's name right now. Um, but the, the, the proof is out there. I mean, I could do a video. I might do a video, Lord willing, where I just show you all the proof because some, sometimes some people are lazy and they're not going to take your word for it. I don't expect people to take my word for it. But if I'm saying these things, why does it always have to be my responsibility to show you everything? It should be your responsibility, if you really care to know the truth, to look into these matters for yourself. You can look up... You know, uh, posts and videos about Kenneth Copeland yoking up with the Catholics. You know, Todd White, and you know, he's, Kenneth Copeland is his spiritual daddy. You know, Mike Bickle, Lou Angle, Francis Chan yoking up with Catholics. I mean, come on. Uh, Louis Giglio, you can put, uh, search, Louis Giglio kiss, kisses the Pope. He kisses <clears throat> Pope Francis, him and his wife. So Shep. you're
0: seeing how a lot of the people that already, what he's going over, that are associated with this, Type of movement are very ecumenical, very going to ultimately bring us into the one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. Because at the end of the day, that's where that ends. That's where that ends up. And this is why I was saying with Asbury, um, I'm looking at big picture. Where does this all end up? Where does this type of yoking up all together and all this cross pollination with different pastors coming in who have very, very um, red flag associations and endorsing this, where does that all end? Well, I think it's just one more brick and bringing us to that one world religion under Antichrist and False Prophet. And and this is how you get there. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's just like when I was in the charismatic church and I was leading a, uh, a Thursday night bible study i was basically a novice christian but i had a lot of zeal and they identified that plus that doctor by my name even though it wasn't any theological thing um anyway i had a thursday night bible study and um it was we, we was a lot of people i mean it was it was a good amount of people and um there was a guy that showed up every thursday night he was a charismatic catholic if you've never heard of that and they were Catholics that prayed in tongues that were, like, part Pentecostal, part Catholic. I never even knew that existed. But this is, a, this is a big, this is going to be one of the main branches that has already yoked up with Catholicism. You've got the Orthodox religions. They're already basically there. You know, I mean, they're, they're just a different flavor of Catholicism. The ones that essentially came out of the Catholic Church, you know um where they would the catholic church would refer to them as protestants because they were protesting you know the whole thing with martin um luther and everything so when that when that all started a lot of these different denominations that came out of that um so there's a lot of things that are, have already been set in place and this was in this was in the late uh, late late 90s that I would have been leading that uh, Bible study, Thursday night Bible study back in Fort Myers, Florida, and um, that the 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 he was very receptive to everything that I said, but the moment I brought up anything questioning the Catholic Church, because even then I knew the Catholic Church was you know mega mega red flags. He was gone. He didn't want to hear nothing about nothing. If it, if there was anything derogatory like i said those catholic demons are really powerful and um they will either get in your face or and bear their fangs real quick or they won't have anything to do with you and he was gone it didn't take a whole lot and i thought i'd kind of built a rapport with him up to that point but no But that is a main, one of the main ways you're going to see, like, I guess you would say some type of vestige of mainstream Christianity yoking up overtly with the Catholic Church is through the charismatic Catholics. Um, Anyway, let's go ahead further.
2: We went over to Rome, went over to the Vatican, and we're kissing the Pope. I mean, come on, the, the proof is out there. All you have to do is look, use your mind, use your brain a little bit, and just type in kenneth copeland catholics i mean is is, is it really that i'm sorry oh you've
0: heard me cover the kenneth copeland and so many of these people he's talking about that they are yoking up totally overtly with the catholics and particularly the pentecostals um charismatics which is just more really more hardcore i guess they would call it a little more hardcore version of pentecostals um more radical i would say so much of that has already went on so much of that whole dominionism crowd and the televangelist TBN people have already totally yoked up with the Pope and the Catholic Church it's it's not, it's not anything that's a mystery I've reported on it over and over again in this ministry uh, in the last 18 years, it's actually been 18 years because I believe it was 2005 it started so um, it's hard to believe it's been 18 years but yeah
2: i'm not trying to be a jerk right now i'm really not but is it really that difficult like people really want you to spoon feed them everything instead of being bereans and doing their own due diligence i've had to do my own due diligence on a lot of this but it's there So, going back to Lonnie Frisbee and the Jesus People movement, Isaiah Saldivar and his friends had a Demon Slayer podcast where Mike Signorelli prophesied or boldly claimed that we are witnessing a Jesus People movement, too, in regards to what they are doing with all their demon slaying. Again, how interesting, considering the movie was, is coming out. I put coning out, so there's another typo there. At the Asbury revival, there was a woman who was having a seizure and another woman who, Greg Locke claims, goes to his church and was trained by Daniel Adams, claiming that this woman's a forerunner, was attempting to cast out whatever devils she believes she was tormented by. This has been gaining a lot of coverage, and it's all perfect timing, considering Locke's movie comes out March 13th. Again, I mean,
0: whatever your stance might be on, on Deliverance, a, a, a woman... In the middle of a service, casting out demons, leaving that whole thing. I mean, there's some <laughs> this is I, mean, I, I can give you a lot of Bible on the ways that and I did I did this in a recent teaching, the ways that women are instructed to behave in the church. And she's violating that. So see, I don't really care what when it comes to this, I'm I'm looking at what does the Bible clearly say about church behavior both men and women and there's just a lot of things I, i've watched a lot of videos and there are so many things biblically out of line with what i'm i'm and i will play some of those videos later and describe to you what's going on but a lot of um very irreverent non-biblical behavior on so many different levels going on with this asbury revival and so I believe we are called to be fruit inspectors, you know, and um, we are to, you know, judge righteous judgment and not hypocritical. Not when you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brothers. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So we should do self judgment every single day. You know, Um, I'm talking about just fruit, fruit inspection. I'm talking about, you know, um, judge righteous judgment like Jesus told us to do and what kind of, what kind of fruit is it producing ultimately and there is it's a it's a, it does appear to be a mixed bag here um, but there's a lot of things that regarding this revival that don't line up with previous revivals of old now I'm talking going way back um, how those revivals actually uh, played out and there, there's a lot of very dissimilar behavior if you compare that.
2: In 10 years after the Pope was announced, the Pope, on 3-13-13. Now, the interesting thing about all that is, is we know they don't do these things, like, haphazardly. Like, everything is, like, determined by the days and and numbers they do everything like they, these people are huge into numerology so it, it wasn't a coincidence the day that they chose for francis to become the pope let's just be honest and he is a i don't know if he's the first but he is a jesuit pope on top of it yeah, yeah. And the jesuits were instrumental in trying to stop us from getting the king james bible i might add
0: can Jesuits in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com or Catholicism. I mean, man, weeks and weeks, and if not months, of listening pleasure <laughs> that um, regarding all the studies I've done.
2: Now there are reports of revival popping up everywhere. Expect the same to be said with Greg's movie being released. Well... I guess both Greg's because <laughs> it's Greg Laurie tomorrow. And then Craig Locke just three weeks later. Interesting. So yeah, expect the same. Uh, they are clearly taking these movements mainstream and we've seen Fox news talking about the Asbury revival, CNN talking about it. I mean, you can't go anywhere without hearing about it. It seems like at least, you know, in the Christian world, so on and so forth. Anyways, um, but what is the end goal? Well, whether many people many of these people realize it or not, they are being used as pawns for the arrival of the Antichrist. Now let me stop right there because I did not I did not put this in the post, but let me show you. Alright, so Left Behind, the Left Behind series. The newest one came out at the end of January. And it's called The Rise of the Antichrist. Very, very interesting. I just find that somewhat coincidental that, you know, we have this movie coming out that just came out. And now you have all these other events coming out in regards to what I'm speaking about. Hmm. So anyways, the false prophet is clearly here. The beast is about to be revealed. We see the man of sin comes with all signs and lying wonders. He will call fire down from heaven. He will be casting out devils. Jesus tells us that someone prophesying, casting out devils, and doing wonderful works in his name will still go to hell if they were never intimate with him. See Matthew 7, 21-23. We are seeing a very strong push for a one world religion. The ecumenical swing is in full effect. One of the main ways they do this is through the music. Greg Laurie admitted last night, now this would have been last Friday, because I made this post Saturday. But last Friday, Greg Laurie admitted that during the Jesus People movement is what birthed CCM, or Contemporary Christian Music.
0: It's true, The Jesus People movement, which were the hippie, freak Jesus people, hippie. I mean, we're talking hippies. We are talking drugged out hippies that were smoking copious amounts of pot, doing LSD, and only God knows what else. I'm going to play a video later from the late, it looks like the late 1960s, of David Wilkerson interviewing four of these guys. And they are so whacked out on drugs And they're trying to get him to admit he's a sinner so that they'll be justified in dropping acid, which is LSD, and smoking pot in copia. I mean, it's obvious. They're burnouts. I mean, you know, listen, I've been around a lot of my friends in the past. When I was, before I was saved, were smoking pot several times per day. One of my roommates in college. No, actually, two of my roommates in college. I mean, it was like, you know, multiple, multiple times per day. And I mean... You know, listen, I've done studies on regarding, like, medical marijuana uses regarding cancer treatments and seizure treatments and things of this nature. This is not what I'm talking about. This is talking about people that are just doing it to escape reality, to doing it to get high, doing it to be in a mind-altered state. There is no Bible for that. We're taught to be sober, okay? And when you're in that state, you're not in really a sober state. I just, I don't understand it because... I like really value my energy and when I've done that stuff in the past I mean all it does is tank me and and I feel so out of it and I'm not I'm not talking lately I'm talking you know when I grew up my parents had a duffel bag of pot in their in I mean uh, a small duffel bag of pot in their closet I mean you know that's how I grew up every Friday night the door would close, and I mean, you'd smell it all through the house, even though they had the door closed, and and you'd smell it wafting it out from under the door. And and I mean, they were they were partiers. They were a product of the '60s and the '70s. And I mean, we're our our their whole lives were built around the next party they were gonna throw, and you know that type of stuff, and the and the the booze and all the other stuff. I mean, I've been exposed to a lot of things, and I just can never understand. I didn't even like it back then because I'm like, it makes me tired. I don't want to be tired. I want to have energy to get stuff done. And I understand it. Some people use it because whatever, they're this or they're that. I just, I don't see Bible for using it for that reasons. I think there's there's um, alternative supplemental things you can do um, that, that can help you with stress. You know, number one, support your adrenals. Um, there's a lot of things that that you can do where you don't actually have to do that. Well, anyway, that has that heavily weighs into this whole Jesus hippie movement thing from the 70s, which is what this revolution movie is really all about. It's it's about that. I mean, the the, the chief guy is a long-haired, and the Bible says it's a it is. And it says this in the New Testament, that doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth you that it is a shame for a man to have long hair. Having long hair as a man is, biblically speaking, a shame. The hippies from the Jesus movement didn't care about any of that stuff. That was irrelevant to them. You know, they were still that, if it feels good, do it. But we're we're all following Jesus. We're still following Jesus. He's whatever. They had their own version of the gospel. Okay? They had their own twisted version. Just like Catholics have their own twisted version of the gospel. Just like Jehovah Witnesses. Just like Mormons. Just like Seventh-day Adventists or any other pseudo-Christian cult. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Hey, man, it feels right. You know, man, come on, don't rain on my parade. What do you think? You're perfect. Have you ever sinned? Because you're going to hear that over and over in this video clip that I ever played. The Bible says if we say we have no sin, we are we're deceived and the truth is not in us. First John chapter one. So the Bible says the thought of foolishness is sin. Okay. Sin is also defined as just missing the mark. So we're we're all sinning. Every day. not I'm not saying that we're all constantly sitting every day and that's what we should strive for. But it's tough living in the world that we live in, especially nowadays with all the infuriating stuff going on. Um, you know, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one to do i mean paul said oh what a wretch of a man that i am who should deliver me from the body of this death the things that i shouldn't do that i do and the things that i should do that i don't do i'm paraphrasing a little bit there but paul said that are probably the greatest apostle ever so all of sin had come short of the glory of god i got no problem with that okay but we shouldn't sin that grace may abound and these guys are literally doing lsd they're dropping acid and they're admitting to it and getting high who knows how many times per day and and only god knows what other drugs and you know what that always leads to that always leads to you know sex outside of marriage and lonnie frisbee was one of those guys and he was you know openly at at the end openly a, a sodomite gay gay guy died of aids and he's probably going to bathhouses and everything so you know biblical standards are important guys they they are and what they're saying here is that greg Laurie admitted last night that during the jesus people movement and he's the one that's that had a lot to do with this jesus revolution movie that just debuted the jesus people movement of the the hippie jesus people from the 70s and 60s is what birthed the ccm or the contemporary christian music industry and it did there is not debate about that I'm sorry. But contemporary Christian music with the drums and the guitars and all that other stuff was birthed from this. Okay. Um, So, anyway, um, and it's been played heavily at the Asbury Revival. And not only that, they've got literal gay guys leading the worship at Asbury. Okay. Openly. This is not debatable. This is open. This is. They're admitting to it. They're protecting all the gays there. Now, I'm not saying they should be mean to them, but you're going to let them lead worship? You're not going to preach repentance? No, there's nothing to repent of. He's a gay Christian. He's 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 attracted to other men. And um, he's effeminate. And only God knows what he's doing behind closed doors. But... We're going to let them be in ministry. We're going to put them in a position of authority. We're going to put several of them in positions. And we're going to let them lead our worship at Asbury. This so-called revival. You see where I'm like, these are like multiple 900-pound gorillas in the room. That people that are going there are saying, well, I had this experience. I know this was of God. Okay, maybe it was of God, but there's a lot of red flags here i mean a ton okay and your experience does not negate what i just said that's all i'm saying okay we're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and there's a lot of people there that actually are saying they're christians and they're really not okay i don't know how you can be totally openly flagrantly gay attracted to other men and call yourself a christian A real Christian, because the Bible says the effeminate and those that are abusers of themselves with mankind, which are are the gay, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It's very clear on that. And it says in, in Romans 1 that they were turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, means after fitting. Men burning after men, women burning after women. And the whole latter part of Romans 1 is a total rebuke of sodomites, Okay, It's not a glowing review. In the Old Testament, they took them out and stoned them. And it said, you do this because if you let them populate the planet, they will defile the land and the land will vomiteth out her inhabitants. See, they bring a curse on the land. Homosexual sex and this perversion that is growing bigger and bigger, and then you got the trans movement, you got the lesbians, you got the LGBTQ and all this non-binary garbage. That brings a literal curse on the land. In the Old Testament, when you did that, and or you participated in bestiality, that also brings a curse on the land. And you also sacrificed your your children unto Moloch, child sacrifice. Those are three things that brought, or witchcraft also, witches, those were four things that brought curses on the land, and in the Old Testament, God said, you take them out and you kill them. Now, I'm not saying we do that now, but I'm saying that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, and if he took it that seriously in the Old Testament, and I know there's not a New Testament mandate to do that, but it's still a very serious offense in God's eyes. I think we could all agree on that from a biblical standpoint. There's plenty of scripture in the New Testament that confirms that. This is the most unpolitically correct thing type of teaching I could possibly do. And I don't care because my life is not a popularity contest. And I would say to you, was it? Galatians 4.16, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And the truth is the word of God. And I'm just telling you biblical tenets out of the word of God that are very, very, very clear. They defile the land. And you look around, you look around and you see how things are just collapsing on multiple fronts. How things are so defiled and people don't seem to care and and people taking the kill shots, not even thinking twice about it and how they're all wrapped up in, you know, whatever sport or thing or whatever they're doing. That's really secular and carnal and won't really matter. Hill of beans, you know, once they're dead, you look at how there's just so many ways that all the wickedness, the government is doing. And a lot of that is because the church has kind of dropped the ball and let these types of things like witchcraft, like child sacrifice, abortion clinics alone, cuz okay, you got the morning after, you got a lot of other ways that that happens. You've got the LGBTQ movement exploding, prayer out of schools, legalizing abortion, witchcraft being the number one one of the number one growing religions in America. And you wonder why things are so all you got to do is look at that. All you really got to do is look at the abortion clinics. Because that alone is going to totally, all that innocent blood crying out from the land, which is what it does. It cried out from just one person, Abel, after Cain slew his brother. Imagine the billions, I say there are billions of babies, because we're not factoring in the morning after pill. All those babies, we're not factoring in, oh, here's one that nobody wants to hear, birth control. I don't mean condoms. I'm talking about hormonal-based birth control that women take. Can be abortifactive in nature. Can be. It's one of the mechanisms of use. And that's the pill, the patch, and there's other hormonal ways that can happen. It can abort a baby. Because it doesn't let a fertilized egg implant in the uterus because it creates a lining in the uterus that is not hospitable to the implantation of a fertilized egg. IUDs can do that as well those are totally wicked iud's that's literally getting a witchcraft device put in your body that's been well known my mom got one of those and guess what she died from in the end i mean the cancer in her uterus was so uh thick that when they opened her up they just closed her right back up they're like i mean it it was like trying to cut through a, a piece of rock or whatever and that's where she had that stinking iud for decades I don't think there's any, any, uh, I I don't, I don't think there's any, um, mystery as to why she died of cancer in the uterus, you know? And she, I mean, I had her on protocols. I had her, she lived a relatively healthy lifestyle. I mean, my word, you should have saw. She looked at, at like 61. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, just really pretty at 61. I mean, I had done... She had followed a lot of my protocols. My dad, not so much, but my mom had. And I think that um, kind of good genetics run in our family in that regard. But it didn't prevent her from dying, you know, not a fun day. And I was able to lead her to the Lord, praise God. But that's probably what it took to get, just like my dad, having that heart attack. And if you haven't heard those testimonies, go in, Key in, um, Passing. You probably find my mom's passing and my dad's passing. I did that was back in like, you know, 2008 and 2010, because they both they both died pretty close together. Anyway, um, I just wanted to throw that in. When when it came to this subject, I was probably going to cover that later, but now I won't have to really re recover that.
2: The music was birthed with the spirit of sodomy, because again, Lonnie Frisbee, the main guy. From that movement was a sodomite. This is the foundation of CCM music. It's why it all—it's
0: not debatable, guys. I mean, it's monty Frisbee was openly gay. I mean, he was—he was like the, the main guy in in the Jesus movement, which gave us CCM, Christian rock, contemporary Christian music. Okay, that's that's the fact.
2: All seems very just effeminate. CCM has been has been playing, I'm sorry, CCM has been played heavily at the Asbury Revival as they offer up strange fire unto the Lord. Now, I mean, it's
0: a whole bunch of kids in, a, like, these bands. I mean, they're not old. They look like they're like, I don't know. Teens into early 20s. And I think that's all they were letting in, at least at certain times of the day. And you've got a bunch of novice uh, baby christian children leading worship some of and a big percentage of them are, are openly gay guys I, mean, I don't know if there's lesbians in there too that are openly like that and they're up there dancing around and, and acting crazy in the church and, and they're not dressed appropriately a ton of them they're wearing i mean like shorts in church and, and you don't wear shorts to church okay you don't do that and they're doing all this emotional stuff and you know listen if this was true revival you would see repentance you would see weeping and sobbing and gnashing of teeth at the altar i've watched multiple clips and i'm not saying there hasn't been any of that for me but is not by far not the spirit i've seen i know that when god's had me under chastisement there's about a year I went through where God was, I was under heavy chastisement. God deserved every bit of it. In fact, I deserved death. But God was merciful. But every time I went to church and I'm not bragging, okay, like Alex Jones, not bragging. I'm just telling you what happened. Um, I literally could barely keep myself from breaking out and sobbing during the, the, um, the preaching, and it, it it could have been on something not even you know convicting. I couldn't wait to I would sit on the right side in the back, and I couldn't wait to just filter out the right side and get up to that little altar. There was a little stairs they had on the right side of this Baptist church I went to, and I would go and basically every time and just ball my eyes out and. This was like a long time. I did this every multiple times per week. You know, I, I can remember there's times I've been in church and just going in there. And I, especially if I'd been away from God and I just, I all I would, just getting there, sitting in, I would always sit in the back. And, and just, I couldn't hardly hold the tears back. Does it make me a better person? I'm just saying that you would see a lot of that if there was really true no it's more like this big party celebration atmosphere i'm seeing there really really this is this is what true revival looks like maybe for some but it shouldn't be for the majority not not biblically speaking i'm going to give you the bible version the the bible well maybe i can get into those right now i mean these are just some these aren't these aren't this isn't like all of them but I'll give you some of the Bible verses regarding um, uh, this particular subject. Okay, now, regarding what I just said, I'll just get into this while I'm, while I'm at it. I won't have to cover it later. Biblical, personal, and church behavior impurity. 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Okay? Confusion meaning you, you're you looking at this environment on these multiple videos I've watched and I see a lot of confusion. I see a lot of partying. I see a lot of you know dancing. I see a lot of unbiblical behavior. I see a lot of unbiblical dress. I see a whole bunch of novices leading the church. I see gay guys leading the worship services. Overtly gay guys. God's not the author of confusion. The Bible also says regarding, you know, the way that you're acting in church, 1 Corinthians 14, 40, let all things be done decently and in order. Now, this is one of the ones charismatics violate towards. And these services at Asbury have a very charismatic bent to them. And there are a lot of overt charismatics there praying in tongues as well. That's also a fact. Now it may not be twenty four seven, but it is happening. First hand accounts. I've I've seen the people. I'm going to play some of them. The Bible is very clear. I just did a teaching on this, just key in tongues, on regardless of what you believe about tongues. If you're if it's going to happen in the church, it has to happen in a biblical manner. Let one person pray in tongues and two or three interpret. That's not going on. And it never went on in Pentecostal or charismatic churches that I saw. Well, I would say there was a couple, maybe one Pentecostal church I went to where they kind of tried to adhere to that. Okay. Um, But charismatic, as anything goes, everybody's praying in tongues. Do you realize that's one of the main reasons witches love charismatic churches because they pray in demonic tongues and they could go in there and pray in demonic tongues and curse everybody in there? And, no, and everybody thinks they're, oh, wow, they're, they're really spiritual. That's why charismatic churches are some of the most infiltrated. <laughs> so um, it's, it's things that are not being done decently and in order. Um, also, the Bible says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. If there was ever a time in, in world history where we should be afflicted and mourn and weep, is it because we're so good now? being the the Laodicean revelation 3 church that's neither hot nor cold but lukewarm but thinks it's in need of nothing and that's evidenced by a lot of the way people behave in churches especially the big mega churches like Joel Osteino. I'm I'm good I'm but in God's eyes you're blind wretched weak naked before God that's the Laodicean church that age that we're in right now it's very clear. We're also in the Second Thessalonians chapter two um, phase where there will be a falling away, an apostasy, which is the falling ways from the Greek word apostas apostilla and then that wicked will be revealed regarding the end times. The wicked capital capital W, okay. The falling away. The church is in full swing. If there was ever a time for the church to be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness, it would be now. I don't see a whole lot of that in any of the clips that I saw. I'm not saying it may not be occurring individually in some of the people there. But as a whole, it sure is not occurring. And you look at revivals of old and that's what happens. Okay. 1 Timothy three fifteen that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. See, they're not doing that. Where they're not behaving themselves in a biblical manner, which is the church of the living God and the pillar and ground of the truth. More on mourning and chastening, Ecclesiastes seven two through six. It is better to go to the house of mourning, meaning you're, you're mourning something like you mourn for your a loss of something than to go to the house of feasting for that is the end of all men and the living will lay it to his heart meaning if you go to a funeral you're gonna you're gonna comprehend you're gonna think on the things that tend to think on the tend to think on things that are really of real importance okay that's why it says it's better to go to the house of mourning let's just say a a funeral for example Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of myrrh. And when I look at myrrh, like this frivolity and celebration and carnality. And when I look at so many of these clips with all these teenagers or whatever they are, and super young people, not even being supervised by, by any kind of godly I don't see one godly man in the pulpit so far. That was another thing one of the guys says. Where's all the, where's the male preacher pastoral headship? I mean, they're ordaining women at Asbury College, just so you know, guys. They're letting open gays come in and be a part of their college. So, in other words, they're giving them a pat on the head and saying, you're fine with God. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're in big trouble with God and they need to get saved. But they're not telling them that why because they're lukewarm because they want to be politically correct because they would rather go with the flow <laughs> I'm telling you it's not good what's going on there i mean as in general as a college it's not good it is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools for as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is laughter of the fool. This is also vanity. James 4, 8 through 10. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse yourselves, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and let your joy to heaviness. Now, it doesn't mean we're constantly like that. But... In general, I, I would say 100% in general, in today's day and time, I mean, just the stories I just hear now about just people in general, it's like the whole world's insane. Christians included. Insane behavior is like the norm now. What is the norm? You know, is, is insane. It's, I can't even believe what I hear humble yourselves in the sight of the lord he shall lift you up all right let's go back to this um this audio here
2: some of the ccm that i've heard played is maverick city hill song bethel jesus culture uh, possibly elevation as well uh, don't quote me on that one but th- that's just a few names something to consider again What is the spirit of the Lord going to lead you to sing these songs by these heretics? I mean, at that point, you might as well just sing songs by the Beatles, by Madonna.
0: Well, they Uh, do that in a lot of churches.
2: Nas X, you know, why not?
0: Yeah, little Nas. Yeah, I've done several teachings on that devil.
2: So CCM shows are always extremely ecumenical. They are. I've I've preached at so many. They're extremely ecumenical. The conferences, the concerts, they're all ecumenical.
0: Mm -hmm. This is how they get people in the churches that are unsaved. They're like, yeah, that that band's just like my other band. They're just kind of singing better lyrics now, and but it's the same. It's so much the same as maybe what they're listening to on the radio, and it's like. You know, that's one of the ways that they're drawn into these types of churches.
2: Maybe like conferences like the G3 conference, which is like mainly just Calvin, like Reformed, Calvinist, Baptist. Um, You'll have professing Christians of all denominations, including Catholics, at these shows, supposedly worshiping the Lord. If it's not obvious by now as to what's going on, I'd say the Lord may be giving some of you over to a strong delusion, so that you will believe a lie. Second Corinthians six fourteen through eighteen. Being now, this
0: know, isn't a rebuke like of you and I. This are these are for pe- he posted this, and this is for people that are just going to be, you know, totally resistant. No matter what you say, they're not going to listen to you. Their mind's made up. Don't confuse them with the facts, type of thing. And again, remember the preface that he and I both made at the beginning of this audio regarding this.
2: unequally, Unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty." friends we are getting ready to head into a deep dive with demonic deception posing as the christian faith and one of the main ways they are going to pull this off is through deliverance ministries quote-unquote deliverance ministries jesus told us there would be those doing this who are not his children everything that glitters is not gold it's time to prepare yourselves for great tribulation
0: the bible verse about when they go before the lord and they said but lord lord we've cast out demons in your name and he says department for me i never knew you that's one of the most dicey 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 areas i know i've talked about deliverance before but as far as deliverance ministries go i don't know where to refer anybody i just don't because so many of them have a very hyper charismatic bent and that typically doesn't end well okay um so it's that's a real minefield
2: Look how those who speak and preach against this ecumenism are being demonized and labeled Pharisees, legalists, and possessing religious spirits. They are gaslighting believers into silencing them with threats that we have blasphemed the Holy Ghost because we dare try the spirits exactly. like we are commanded to do in right. 1 John 4, 1-3. These people who condemn and slander us will be the same ones who, who will have us killed or churned into the Antichrist and his demonic legion of soldiers. They will believe that he is literally Jesus in the flesh, yep. and we are blasphemers for seeing through this. Friend- I mean, that's
0: what dominionism is all about. They believe they're going to, which is a gigantic sect of more the Pentecostal, charismatic Christianity televangelist. You've heard me just came dominionism. I've talked about it tons. But they believe they're going to make the world so good through things like this that they're going to take back the world for Christ and have dominion over it and essentially I guess the book of Daniel and Revelation and 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 and Matthew 24 and so many other places in the Bible will not come to pass because Jesus is going to be forced or compelled to come back and set up his kingdom. Now, isn't that the best way you can possibly think of to deceive Christians into thinking that the antichrist is actually Jesus? The strong delusion that is here and that is coming is going to be like something that you, none of us have ever, because we're we're just getting into it. It's not, it's not here in its totality yet. It's going to get worse. So again, that's why the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge and that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. We don't want to be ignorant of his devices, especially in today's day and age.
2: Let's prepare for real persecution, persecution that we have never seen before in the United States. This push for revival is actually a revival of persecution that shall come upon all those who live godly in Christ Jesus. Brother shall betray brother. Just like Jesus told his disciples, they will put you out of the synagogues and will think they are doing God a service. Prepare your hearts, brethren. I love you all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Your brother in Christ, Eric Joseph Love. And this is exactly what's going on, friends. They are preparing. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for what's coming on the scene? There's a lot more to go into uh, with this in regards to Lonnie Frisbee, the Jesus People Movement. Um, You know, I mean, there's so much, you know, and something I talked about recently, the power of suggestion, you know, the power of suggestion and using that is big in the deliverance world where you're telling people and you're making people believe that they're filled (laughs) with devils, that they're filled with demons so they almost like a placebo they begin to believe it and then they start acting out and they start manifesting the same could be said with revival I mean I'm seeing people who are respected in in, in the street preaching world and you know Christian circles coming out in support of this and demonizing those calling us conspiracy theories who would dare say otherwise
0: and if it were possible, they should have seen the very elect. And again, I'm not saying that there's no people that are having any kind of real experience with God here. I'm just saying overall, where does this and it's so many of these other supposed move of God, where does it ultimately end up? And it's it ends up yoking us up with, you know, false religion. It's the goal. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, that's the goal from a satanic standpoint
2: who are using discernment operating with discernment they're trying to quench the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits and discernment they're trying to quench the trying of spirits as the word of God commands us to do friends these people are gatekeepers and I'm going to read another post that I shared in those regards I shared this one two days ago I said, there's a lot of gatekeepers right now sharing their quote-unquote experience from Asbury. Funny, none of them are mentioning the fact they had established up to a year ago that Asbury will be holding the Collegiate Day of Prayer there, February 23rd, 2023, just one day after the university decides to end the revival. Hmm. I wonder why. Coincidence? I'll let you be the judge. Rick Warren is one of the main guests. Coincidence? I'll let you be the Come judge. On. Francis Chan is one of the main guests.
0: Co- well, you just kidding, Rick Warren in the keyword search box. If you're you you know, if you're not aware of that,
2: devil. Coincidence? I'll let you be the judge. Mike Bickle of IHOP mm. is one of the main guests. Coincidence?
0: International I'll- House of Prayer, not International House of Pancakes. Anyway, that he's one of those dominion heavy dominionist type crowd okay so again we're getting all this cross pollination from all these different really false ministers that are endorsing this i mean christian cbn christian broadcasting network is endorsing it i mean most of most of all the mainstream 501c3 mainstream Religions and denominations are endorsing this, and they're praising it. You've got local news reporters, uh, newscasts that are endorsing and praising this. If this was a true move of God, you would not have that. Mm-mm. They would say, "Oh, this is some kind of prejudicial." Um, and if it was a true move of God, meaning it would be, it would look a whole lot different. I believe, at the end of the day, you'd take out a, the leaven okay that i just described and there's more to come and um it would be a totally different response and that's another thing you need to consider about this look at who's endorsing it look at who has no problems catholic church doesn't have a problem with it either that should that by itself should tell you a lot
2: you be the judge lou Engel of the call and azusa now are one of the main endorsers mm. coincidence i'll let you be the judge jesus and ministry partners jesus culture bethel church is one of the main ministry partners and they were singing at the revival asbury they were singing jesus culture songs coincidence i'll let you be the judge passion conference aka louis giglio which that just took place back in january um is one of the main ministers. I, I could
0: do studies on every single one of these and some of them i have done dedicated like rick warren for sure um i could probably do two to three part studies on every one of them on, on all the heresy that's coming out of these these uh 501c3 corporate uh ministers So again, this is not, these endorsements are a huge red flag.
2: And coincidence, I'll let you be the judge. And with the Passion Conference, who do they focus on? 18 to 25 year olds. Yep. They're focusing on the youth. They want to get
0: them when they're young. That's what Hitler did. That's why he had the Hitler Youth. And he made many statements about that. You know, give me one generation or whatever. and, And this is why they're targeting
2: them. Them while they're young They want to infect them With their ecumenism When they're young Yes <sighs> We gotta be We gotta come off From all that friends We gotta come off From all these denominations Come out from all of them And be separate Stick to sound doctrine Yes 100% But avoid ecumenism At all costs there are many more questionable affiliations with this Collegiate Day of Prayer and Asbury as well. Uh, the main thing they all seem to have in common is Roman Catholicism, the Catholic Church, and Pope Francis' endorsement. Mm-hmm. Just like the, their predecessor, there's another...
0: Gigantic red flag there.
2: Uh, typo there. Just like their predecessor, uh, Billy Goat Graham, they all bow down to the Catholic Church. There's no separating Catholicism from this event. If, Oops. <laughs> there's no separating Catholicism from this event if any pastor, preacher street preacher or Christian try to defend this movement but fails to mention any of this they are either completely ignorant and or not doing their due diligence to research and try the spirits or they are straight up gatekeepers for Rome and or Satan himself all of this is easily verifiable you don't need to take a trip to Wilmore, Asbury to see this and you don't You don't.
0: So he's got a picture here. And he said all the cards are being laid nicely. It's it's a picture. Rick Warren is going to Asbury University in in an effort to spread the revival to 20 million students on 4,300 college campuses. Yeah, and he's one of the main, main guys that's not only yoked up with Catholicism and the Pope. Here's a picture of him shaking one of the Pope's hands. But also... For was was the self-proclaimed um, originator of the term Chrislam. Just getting Chrislam, which is a combination of Christianity and Islam, which is an abomination. I've reported on this many times, and it's very very proud that, that that he has brought that into the world. That that you know soul damning amalgamation of Islam and Christianity, which are totally true Christianity, is totally. 100 percent polar opposite of that islamic devil death cult but this again these endorsements are all i would really need to see is this this part the endorsements alone not not to mention all the other stuff we've already presented to you plus the stuff we're going to present to you after this i'm going to have to go to go into a part two just on this asbury thing because i'm not going to be able to cover this in one part
2: I mean, all this is easily verifiable. So, yeah, what's the real reason they uh, shut down the revival yesterday? Oh, because Rick Warren and Francis Chan and Mike Bickle are going to be in town, right? Rick Warren, isn't he the guy trying to uh, create what's called Chris Lam, Yeah, merging christian faith and islam together and who is the mom of islam oh yeah catholicism is that's right
0: mm, that's true chick has a comic book on that subject I think this might be called the last crusader or something if you go to chick.com c-h-i-c-k.com they're the ones that put out the tracks they've got a comic book series that actually goes into how catholicism created islam and the chickens are coming home to roost is what it is what's really happening with all this
2: look who he's shaking hands with all right guys um i love you guys god bless you and there will be more to come in jesus name we pray amen
0: okay so let's go further now i've done uh, just I threw these in here. Um, one of my teachings is a part one and two, and it's entitled Exposing Christ Mass, or Christmas. Um, Catholicism, the Pope, the Catholic Mary, the Queen of Heaven, and the Coming One World Religion, part one and two. Now, the table of contents for that, Well, the first one is the shocking true meaning of Christ Mass, or Christmas, and then the Pope's new evangel- evangelization program centered around Marian, Mary apparitions, And then Bishop Riken, Greg Laurie, Chuck Smith, Calvary Chapel, and the Ascended Master Mary. How they're all related. And again, we just talked about Greg Laurie and Chuck Smith. And again, all of these tentacles reaching out and tying, tying each other back together. You know, with all these different 501c3 denominations and stuff that's what we're dealing with here. And then also I did a teaching and it's a multi multi multi-part teaching, but it was called hidden Luciferians in American culture, politics, academia, and in the Christian community. And I think I talked about Greg Laurie in part one and I give you that part. But if you just key in hidden Luciferians at contending truth.com, you'll find the whole multi-part teaching. Now, um, listener, longtime listener, Mary emailed me this, um, actually yesterday and it's her comment about the movie the jesus revolution this is the movie by uh i believe the greg laurie thing um the movie the jesus revolution just came around the time the asbury revival deal is going on now it takes a year to a few years to make a full movie um i mean they got kelsey grammar as playing like the main preacher and i mean it's you know it's for a Supposed Christian movie, it's probably one of the more bigger budget it looks like. Uh, How the timing of all this is going on is very suspect, which Eric just brought up there. Also, it is claimed that there is another revival in Ashbury in 1975. I think there's been a succession of so-called revivals there. I called Greg Laurie promoting the movie with the guy who is the star in the movie. Uh, I saw Greg Laurie's promoting the movie with the guy who's the star in the movie. Probably... Kelsey Grammer he was wearing a t-shirt that was a knockoff of one of the original Jesus movement hippie Jesus movement t-shirts from probably the 70s uh, how fast all of this is going not saying that many did not get truly saved during that time but John Todd said he himself took the money straight to Chuck Smith to start a soft rock CCM Christian rock stuff If you've never heard of John Todd, I've played some of the clips, and I know there's a lot of controversy. I believe he was lied about and was smeared, and unfortunately, Fritz Springmeier had a lot to do with that. Which is really a shame. All I can tell you is I've listened to many, many John Todd audios online. And I'm sorry, I don't perceive guile in that guy. He basically died for putting that information out and his name was smeared but there is a newer and I'll just tell you you can just key this in the search for John Todd and it's it's T-O-D-D and these are his, one. the first one is John Todd Lance Collins story he was actually a Collins of the Illuminati bloodline high level Which all he ever knew is witchcraft From the early stage he can remember. You'll hear his testimony. It's unbelievable. And he tells you the roots of the modern day rock music and contemporary Christian rock. And it is super mega alarming. And this is a high level Illuminati, bloodline Illuminati witch. Um, He is extremely... Um, this this information is just flowing right off the cuff when he's talking I mean it's not like he's trying it's rehearsed it is there it's just there and the first one is John Todd Lance Collins story betrayal, abandonment, hurt um, let me just see what the last part is and crossing over and then all of these other ones are John Todd, tape M, tape L, tape K I haven't seen a collection like this in a long time. This site was only put up one year ago. So I don't know how long this will actually be up because they usually take this stuff down. It's called The Search for John Todd. You'll be able to find it on, you should be able to find it on YouTube, no problem. Okay, so that's all I can really say on that right now because I can't get into that subject. I have covered that before, but I would listen to the first one first. And then um, go from there and pray about it. Anyway, Mary says, John Todd said he himself took the money. Now, you got to understand, this was probably back in the early 60s or early 70s. He took the money straight to Chuck Smith, one of the preachers that's mentioned in this Revolution movie, movie. Okay, one of the main preachers. To start the Maranatha Soft Rock CCM, later to become Hard Rock. Later on, into Calvary Chapel. Now rock is almost in every church, meaning rock music. So much symbolism. Okay. Now, then, right on cue, and we've already kind of touched on this, this movie is also debuting the same time the Asbury revival is happening, or actually just now just shutting down, promoting Greg Laurie, Lonnie Frisbee, the guy that was with the Jesus Movement head and died of AIDS, openly gay, and then Pastor Chuck Smith, who we just mentioned, where John Todd said he himself took the the money. Um, and I think it was money, yeah, money from the Illuminati straight to Chuck Smith to actually start the Maranatha soft rock contemporary Christian music. They knew that was a way they could infiltrate Christianity. Okay. So it's called Jesus Revolution, just debuted, has Kelsey Grammer from um no that movie he used to play in a sitcom for a long long time anyway you you if you see him you'll recognize him kelsey Grammer joel courtney um my listener warning now this is a long time listener who made a video about this the movie called the jesus revolution exposed lonnie frisbee and chuck smith now i can't it's like 50-some minutes, I think. It's pretty long. I can't play it. But I give you the link for it. Now, you may, what you can do, if you don't want to go to the PDF, you can just key in um, The Jesus Revolution Exposed. And if that doesn't bring it up, key in Lonnie Frisbee. That's that's a listener of mine that made this. And I'm promoting this um, forum. A comment under that video that I listened to that I just gave you the link for from my listener, a comment under that video says this. Thank you, brother. I came out of a homosexual lifestyle, and God totally transformed my life. I've been in the Word every day since 2017. See, I have a whole file on homosexuals, and a decent portion of it is are homosexuals that actually really got saved in the transformation that took place in their life. And a lot of them are, are a lot of them are happily married to women right now. There's whole organizations out there. I've mentioned this before. I mean, God said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Because you could say, no, gay people can't get saved. They've been turned over to a reprobate mind. I don't believe, I mean, yeah, they might've been turned over to a reprobate mind. It doesn't mean that God can't pull them out of that pit. He pulled me out of one. I mean, I wasn't, thank God I've never had that inclination. But I mean, I mean, I know I deserve death and hell. You know, um, who am I to say that God can't convert a gay person? Am I am I here to limit God? No, I'm not. And I've 100, I got listeners that, that are ex-gay that affirm what I'm telling you. I've played their videos before. I, and again, I got a whole file where I kind of compiled all this stuff. So praise the Lord, man. I don't go to church because of how far from God's word they are. Yeah, I understand that. Thank you so much. I often pray for increased discernment in this movie. And um, this movie and, oh, I think the movie The Chosen are no good. I can tell you, you are in the Word and the Fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5. I believe Matthew 24 is so instrumental. Yeah, it is. First thing Jesus said to look out for in the end times is deception. Yep, he sure did. Many of these pastors are false teachers. The problem is, is they aren't in the Word. Well, the problem is, is beyond that. The problem is, especially the high-level ones, they're Luciferians. They're closet Luciferians put there in place by design, just like John Todd used to pay off Chuck Smith. Okay? And the guy with the Crystal Cathedral. John Todd was, was over a whole region of christian churches where he was giving them their marching order he controlled them i'm sure he's making payoffs to them and they were meant to lead you astray but remember say he's the most subtle beast of the field so it wasn't like you know you go in there and, and the pastor's dressed up in a devil outfit with a pitchfork and, and a pointy in a red costume with a pointy tail and hooves he's gonna appear like the next next best thing since sliced bread and he's gonna typically tickle your ears and maybe maybe you'll get some good biblical preaching in these types of churches it's not to say that you're not going to ever but there's probably so much leaven ultimately in the doctrine at bare minimum you may just stay a baby christian your whole life you know and maybe a lot worse will be the outcome i don't know anyway um the more i'm in the word the more i'm finding out yeah pray for wisdom understanding and knowledge the bible says to pray for that and pray for the fear of the lord the angel of the lord encampeth around around about them that fear him and delivereth them so if you want protection and deliverance from the lord pray for fear of the lord um Many of these pastors are false teachers. The problem is they aren't in the word. The word is the truth. I encourage people to stay in the word. It's the only way. Okay, so this is just Lonnie Frisbee exposed. This is straight from Wikipedia. This is like, you know, his his life was well documented. Okay. Um, He was an American Pentecostal evangelist and self-described scene, prophet, and mystic. How does that work? (laughs) He's a mystic. Like, you think of very occult terms when somebody calls himself a mystic, okay? But in the late 60s and into the 70s. So mysticism, defined, is known as becoming one with God or the absolute. But many refer to any kind of ecstasy or altered state of consciousness which is given a religious or spiritual meaning. Well, they're going to have a whole bunch of those false religious um altered state of consciousness or religious experiences when they're dropping acid and lsd and smoking copious amounts of pot and doing only god knows what else yeah i can understand why he would say he was a mystic okay so anyway um despite of the possibility despite or because of his hippie appearance and being a man who says he struggled with homosexuality I mean. Totally was not a mystery. He had notable success as a minister and evangelist, especially in the signs and wonder and faith movement of the 1970s and 80s. Oh, okay. Frisbee was a key figure in the Jesus movement and eyewitness accounts of his ministry documented in 2007 Emmy-nominated film Frisbee, The Life and Death of a Hippie Preacher, explain how Frisbee became a charismatic spark igniting the rise of Chuck Smith, the one that John Todd was giving money to to help start maranatha and then ccm christian contemporary music and calvary chapel and the vineyard movement he was the spark igniting the rise of chuck smiths calvary chapel and the vineyard movement two worldwide denominations among the largest evangelical denominations to emerge in the last 30 years remember if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do if the foundation was corrupt from the beginning how can we expect I'm not saying no good fruit can come, but how do we expect really good quality fruit? Well, you wouldn't. <laughs> it was said that he was not one of the hippie preachers. It was said that he was not one of the hippie preachers. There was just one, and evidently I guess that was him. The term power evangelism come from comes from Frisbee's ministry. Um, I always wondered if he like endorsed or also invented the Frisbee. You know, but you throw around because, I mean, I would imagine endorsements were as prevalent as back then. But I mean, you know, this guy could have really made a mint, like a hippie frisbee, maybe, you know, kind of appeal to the the hippies. They could throw back and forth while they're getting high and dropping acid and stuff in the park or where, whatever concert they're at, you know, I don't know. Sorry. A little irreverent there. Anyway, some of the, his harshest critics for use of the Holy Spirit, uh, and the gifts of the Spirit came from churches he helped found. He also influenced many prophetic evangelists, including Jonathan Land, Mark DuPont, Jill Austin, and others. Frisbee co-founded the House of Miracles Commune. Mm, boy, I bet you that was a real biblically correct place. And its main architect, converting many. The House of Miracles grew into the series of 19 communal houses that later migrated to Oregon to form Shiloh Youth Revival Centers, and the largest of the one of the longest lasting of the Jesus people communal groups. These are communes. These are like their own little pseudo-Christian cults where they they have you there, and you're under their mind control, and you're with them 24-7. You talk about the greatest way to perpetuate bad doctrine. That's pretty much it. I mean, are you seeing how this all ties together? These tentacles that started in different places and and only God knows what the fruit of all this has actually been. Because a seed always, if a seed grows, if it's a corrupt seed or a good seed, it's always going to obviously be much larger and produce more fruit than the original tiny seed. So then it goes, um, this goes on to say, Jesus freaks or Jesus people as they were often called, were documented in the media, including the Catherine Coolman. Now you talk. You've heard me talk a lot. Just kidding, Catherine Coolman. Just kidding, Kuhlman. K U H L M A N. I've done teachings on her very recently. Was was really Benny Hinn's um main mentor slash idol literally went to her grave after she died to vampirize the holy ghost anointing that he said he felt coming off the grave i think he did that with amy Sumble mcpherson as well i mean women preachers totally biblically out of line that were in the signs and wonders pentecostal charismatic movement coming into you know 50s, 60s, 70s. Catherine Kuhlman was flat out creepy. I mean, we're talking guaranteed just like Benny Hinn, high level Luciferian Satanist closet witch Luciferian. Okay. Well, anyway, um, Catherine Kuhlman promoted him um, in the I Believe in Miracles show where Frisbee was featured as a guest talking about Jesus, prophets and growing scripture. And quoting scripture, by 1971, the Jesus movement had broken in in the media with major media outlets such as Life, Newsweek, Rolling Stone covering it. Now, those are very secular, very godless, evil outlets. Why would they promote Lonnie Frisbee and people like Catherine Kuhlman if they were of God? They wouldn't. Okay. They're not going to do that. And they had no problem promoting Catherine Kuhlman, Lonnie Frisbee, and Billy Graham and those types of people. Billy Graham was totally pointing people, everybody that he was coming there, back to the Catholic Church. Just came Billy Graham, done a lot of teachings on him. 33rd degree Freemason, well known. He was even on the Louisiana uh, Freemason website until people got wind of it and then they took it down but there are mirror sites that were that still exist where it documents it Uh, it might be in my uh my pdf for that teaching anyway um it was also in 1971 that frisbee and smith parted ways because of their theological difference had become too great frisbee announced that he would leave california altogether and go to a movement in florida led by Derek prince who you've heard me mention before, and Bob Mumford, which taught a pyramid shepherding-style leadership and was later coined as the shepherding movement. Okay, Frisbee functioned both as an evangelical leader, also privately socialized as a gay man before and during his evangelism career. So that's neat. He's frequenting the gay bathhouses, um and stuff like that, and openly operates a gay man, and you know, dropping acid and Ellis, you know, pot, and only God knows what else. And um, you know, hey, it's okay because I'm a hippie preacher, and I'm in the Jesus movement, and you know, it's all alright. Lonnie was fired by John Wimber, rejected and ostracized for being gay, and then died of AIDS in 1993 at the age of 43. Now, there's another article which talks about this that I give you the link to, and it's called "Another Spirit or the Holy Spirit." I give you the link to that here in the PDF. Now, here is an interesting thing. Here's a 1960s interview of David Wilkerson, of I think the Cross and the Switchblade fame. Times Square Church. He, he passed away not too long ago. David Wilkerson debates the original Jesus people. The Jesus people movement got its start from an evangelical coffee house in Haight-Ashbury. That's weird. The last name Asbury is the same as the college where they're having this revival. Of course, I think we've disproved that if, if anything, if there's any revival to it, it's a very, very leavened ecumenical revival that's not going to end in a good place isn't it weird that the jesus people movement got its start from an evangelical coffee house in one of the most wicked parts of san francisco called the hate ashbury and it's asbury is the same as the college yeah it's the exact same spelling hate asbury is the exact that the word asbury is the exact same spelling of the asbury college and isn't that weird and how this Jesus people movement, as we've kind of demonstrated, is connected in with this hmm. weird stuff. Now, um, uh, I'm going to I'm not going to be able to get this done without going over on time. So I'm going to I'm going to start this here and I'm just going to kind of re- reiterate this and, and we will go to part two. I, I hope I can get this next part done, but it's just so much material to cover. But I, I wanted to do this the right way really 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 dot the i's and cross the t's regarding this subject because there's so much debate in christianity about this i wanted to present a case that is as close to airtight as i can present so i'm going to go to part two now and we're going to cover this david wilkerson interview god bless you see you in part two